atmosphere. Come on, how's it going, everybody? That's it better, absolutely. It was so good to see you. I don't know what kind of week you had, but people told me while I was away there were storms and rain and wind. But I came back on Wednesday and Thursday it was sunny, and Friday it was sunny, and Saturday it was sunny, and today is sunny. Maybe you guys are just jealous of the fact that I got to go to America uh, and spend a week in Hawaii in 33 degrees of heat. Yeah, almost became an Irish lobster, let me tell you. We don't tan. We've just we got two colors, white and red. That's it. And, uh, but know this, while I was away, speaking at a conference, speaking at uh, two of our kind of churches that were friends over there, it, 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 was, it was so good to hear the reports of what was happening back home. Uh, and I missed you guys. Okay to say that I missed you guys. I thank you so much. And you know what? I don't claim this to be the best church in the world, but it's definitely my favorite church in the world. And it's so good to be back here today on, of course, Vision Sunday, everybody. Yeah, and again, if you're new to Lighthouse, you're very, very welcome. This is kind of a different kind of Sunday. This is like, you know, when you go visit someone and you're kind of invited into the living room. And the living room, I don't know about you, but growing up in Ireland, the living room was always clean, right? You weren't allowed in the living room. It was for guests. No one lived in the living room. I don't know why we just call it the guest room, you know what I'm saying? We lived in the other rooms, which are usually characterized by chaos and pots and pans and jackets and school bags and footballs and football boots and all the other stuff, right? But like coming to Lighthouse on Vision Sunday is like being invited from the living room into the kitchen, around the table. Because how many know family business happens around the table? When you're sitting around the table, that's when you know you're part of the family. So for the next few minutes, I want to invite you around the table, so to speak, as we discuss a little bit about what we think our future is here at Lighthouse. Now understand this, when we talk about Vision Sunday, having a vision, being a church with vision, we don't mean that we have this crazy corporate vision and we're asking God to come along and bless it. We're saying that we believe God has a plan for our church. We believe that God has a plan for your life. Vision Sunday isn't just about Lighthouse. Vision Sunday is about what God sees in and over every single one of your lives when you're in the room or watching online. Yeah, absolutely. And so what we're doing today is we're asking God, what is your vision for us? And again, we're not talking about the next five years, three years, two years. I think COVID, right, has just destroyed all planning. I mean, how many of you were like long-term planners before COVID? And now you're nervous to plan anything beyond four weeks, right? Because we just got into this rhythm of planning and cancelling and planning and cancelling. And those of you who are spontaneous and hate planning, you've been loving life for the last two years. Because you just, you just live with a constant plan to make no plan. Well, for us, we're saying... You know, as we look at this next year, what is God saying to us? And what a year we have had. Come on. I mean, from COVID to conflict. The last time I stood on this platform on Vision Sunday was March 2020. Yeah, I know, right? And then two weeks later, the whole world was shut down. And thank God this week marks the official end of all restrictions and face masks and passenger locator forms. Come on, Lanzarote, here we come, somebody. I mean, it marks the end of all that. And please, God, it will never come back. And we'll be able to look forward into the future. But we come out of one thing and it seems to go straight into another with all that's happening in the Ukraine. And I'll talk a little bit about that uh, later on. But we've kind of themed this week, this, this weekend, Nua. And Nua is the Irish word for new. Say Nua. Come on, say Nua. 
New up means new. And the reason why we're, we're choosing this team is because we really believe, and I don't often do this as a pastor. You know, some churches always have a, a word for the year, a theme. Every now and again, I feel, God puts, I feel like God puts something into our heart and we run away, but it isn't a guaranteed thing. But at the beginning of this year, as we were in our 21 days of prayer and fasting, I really felt God speak into my heart and say, over Lighthouse, over my life, and over every single person's life in the room and online, that God is doing a new thing. That God's plan for us is new. It's new. And again, maybe you're here and you're not a Christ follower, not a person of faith. That's okay. But how many would agree, and if you don't believe in God, it's good to look forward and see something new. Like we're, we're, we're done with the old. We're done with the past. We want to look forward and see something new. One of the most kind of famous scriptures that captures this, this theme is found in the book of Isaiah, Old Testament, chapter 43, verse 19. And the prophet Isaiah is kind of, he's foreseeing the coming of Christ. So he was, he was living in a time before Jesus. He, he was looking ahead to the eyes of faith and seeing the fact that one day God would do a new thing and bring Jesus. We are on the other side of that event. We're looking back at what Christ has done, but by looking back at what Christ has done by faith, faith turns us around to look forward to what Christ can do. So Isaiah was saying, this is what God's heart is for us. See, I am doing a, come on, a, a new thing. It springs up. Do you not perceive? In other words, it isn't just some gradual unfolding. It's like, it's new. It's here. Boom. Do you not perceive it? I am making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. So, so what, the, what the prophet shows us is that what part of what this new thing is, isn't just, it is, he doesn't talk about new stuff, new iPhones, new iPads, new clothes. He's talking so much more deeper than just material possessions. He's speaking about our lives, our souls, our futures, our purpose, our meaning in the world. And he's saying that God is going to make a way for us in the wilderness. That God is going to make a way even though we find ourselves in maybe an economic or spiritual or emotional or relational wasteland, the promise for you is that God is going to make a way for streams of living water to get to you. So there's so much in this verse. And if this was a normal Sunday, I could spend the next 30 minutes preaching this verse. But because we're taking it as a thematic, directional kind of word for, for, our, for today and, of course, for the, years, the year, the heart of it is simply this. God is doing something new. And what that means is God is making a way. Now, it's good to know that, but it's more important to see that. That's where the idea of Vision Sunday comes in. Vision meaning to see. It was Henry David Thoreau who said, it's not what you look at that matters, but it's what you see. Isn't that a great quote? I mean, come on, it's not what you look, because you look at things, you can see the negative. You can see all the reasons why it won't. You can see all the challenges. You can see the, oppor the opposition if you just look at it. But when you see through the eyes of faith, when you ask God to give you a vision, when you ask God to give you a vision for your workplace, a vision for your marriage, a vision for this nation, a vision for the world, all of a sudden everything changes. Because when you see it, you can't unsee it. You can't delete it. It's there. It's real. It springs up and it grasps you. And there's something about a God-given vision that gives life meaning. 
Like it's almost like when we don't have a God-given vision, all the small niggly things become really loud and really uh, distracting and they kind of overwhelm us. But when we have a God-given vision, we have the same problems. We have the same challenges. It's just they're small in comparison to the incredible dream and vision and plan that God has for our lives. And there's something about our sense of joy and satisfaction that is intrinsically linked to what we see. And again, what are we asking God to see? We're asking God to show us what he sees. Because if we can see as he sees, and we see it in that way, it doesn't just change everything, but when we see it, it changes us. And this is the key for what I want to speak to today. And what I'm going to ask the Falch team to do right now, let's uh, show our appreciation for our wonderful Falch team is I'm going to ask them to hand out to every single one of you a key with a key ring. Go ahead, team. And you can take this. It's for you. Don't worry. The key doesn't work anywhere. So don't try open the popcorn machine in the cinema or get yourself a free Haagen-Dazs or Ben & Jerry's ice cream. The, way out. the key does not work. But it's symbolic of what I want to talk to you about today. Okay? And on that key, you'll see our key ring. Michelle, can I grab one, please, as well? On that... Uh, I know you gave me one, but I forgot it. Thank you so much. On that key, you'll see a key ring. And that key ring says Nua, which means? New. Come on, it means new. And then it has a shortened version of our, our vision statement, which is to inspire the extraordinary. Inspiring the extraordinary. You see, what does a key do? A key unlocks things, right? Ever got home? Uh, and wherever you lived, it wasn't there, and you forgot your key. And even though you live in the house, even though you own the house, even though all your stuff was in the house, you couldn't get into what you owned, right? How, in, how frustrating. I don't think as many things are as frustrating as sitting outside your own house because you don't have a key. Ever get locked out of your iPad or phone? Recently, my son got locked out of his iPad for school because he changed the password and couldn't remember it. So I'm thinking, why would you change the password? So this whole kerfuffle of having to go back into school and they couldn't fix it, ship the iPad off to whoever does that kind of stuff to get the thing unlocked, it was a nightmare because we know we're only four digits away from accessing that device. I mean, ever put your key in a car, having, having to go somewhere important in a rush and turn it over and all of a sudden the engine doesn't start? I mean, a key is a very powerful thing, but a key in of itself means nothing. All a key does is unlocks something. It allows us access. It allows us access not only to what is ours, but in many ways, the key that we're talking about today unlocks or gives us access to the future. The key on top of today is the key of vision, the ability to see what God sees. In short, the key to it, if you will, is to see it. Now, if I were to ask you to take like 10 seconds, and if I were to ask you, and I won't do this here, to shout out to me or to write down your phone or a piece of paper, what is God's vision for your life? And again, if you're not a believer, that's okay. What is your vision for your life? Or if God were real, what could God's vision be for your life? I wonder how many of us would sit there staring at that blank page, staring at that blank piece of paper, staring at a, at a blank phone going, I don't know. And here's the reason why you don't know. Because if you, if you don't see it, how can you know it? And if you don't see it, how can you move towards it? But the key to it is when we see it, then we can align ourselves to it and we can take steps towards it. And as we take steps towards the thing that God has called us to do, God takes steps towards us. Sometimes the key to our future is on the inside. You see? And we're standing and we're knocking 
And we're thinking, man, am I at the right address? Is this the right house? Am I in the right place? But if we can see it, if we can trust it, if we know we're in the right place, eventually the door will be unlocked. And Jesus said, the door will be open to you. So I want you to think about this. What, is, what does God see over it? What is the new? I know it's been a difficult season, illness, challenges relationally. Some of us have lost family members in the last two years. There's so much negativity in the world. That's part of the human experience. But we know deep down in our souls that we weren't made for misery and pain and suffering. It's a very real part of humanity, but something in us books and, and kicks against that because we know we were made for more. And that made for more is the key to our meaning and purpose. Our church exists to inspire ordinary people to an extraordinary purpose in Christ. Meaning we believe every single person, every one of you, whether you're a Christian or not, we believe that God has an extraordinary purpose for your life. Now that extraordinary purpose doesn't mean you walk around your day-to-day life like Superman, like flying in out of places. We're ordinary people. We change nappies. Sometimes our alarm doesn't go off, right? Sometimes we don't have enough money to buy the things that we want. Sometimes we're late for important appointments. Sometimes we get a negative result back from our doctor. We live in the real world, people. But despite all that reality, there's a tension within us because we know we were made on purpose and we're made for purpose. And people come to the house and say, man, what is this church about in, in short and simple? We say, look, life is complicated, right? Anybody? Life is complicated, and we want to help. That's why when you come to our church, when you've, you come as a new person, or you've been here for a while, our messaging, how we do things, our groups, everything that we do is about making the hope that we have in Christ helpful practically. The hope we have in Christ helpful practically. Because here's the thing, and if you're here and you've been a Christian a long time, maybe you're you come from a different church, you're watching online. Here's the key thing you have to realize. The world has changed. People aren't walking around Dublin going or Ireland going, you know, is the Bible true? Is God real? No, no, people are asking a different question. They're asking the question, if it's true, what difference does it make? And if God is real, how can he help me in my real life? And so we see this and we see the the unheard cries of the human hearts in our community. And we say, hey, life is complicated and we want to help. And so what we're going to do right now is we're going to to kind of shift the gear and turn a corner. I want to break some of the three sections. Number one, I want to share with you some things we're going to celebrate today from the last Vision Sunday, from the last time that we had this moment. I want to give you a couple of things to contemplate as we leave, as we think about the next few months. And then I want to give you the things that we're really going to concentrate on for the next uh, three to six months. Number one, some things to celebrate. And again, guys, there are so many things to celebrate. Just today, as we are doing team time, that is a time that we have as a team, all of our volunteers, before you guys get here, we get, we get the, it is like a huddle, and we kind of you know, have a team talk. And today, three new people were given t-shirts as they decide to join our dream team. Come on, let's show our appreciation for that, because without these amazing volunteers, we wouldn't be able to do what we do. All this work, every single week, is done by the amazing group of people that we call our dream team. And so there's always something happening in Lighthouse worth celebrating. But here's a couple of the highlights. Number one, groups. A huge part of what we do is groups, small groups. We call them connect groups. And the reason for this is because many of us who grew up with some kind of religious background, one of the reasons why we left 
that religious background was because we went to a service, we went to a church building, we went to a mosque, I don't know what it was you went to, and it was very formal, had all these ritualistic steps and things that you did, but the hearts of the people weren't connected to it. And more importantly, when you left that building, that place, it had no effect on your life for the next six days. And so many of us came out of that to this. What we don't want to do is turn this into that. Are you with me? And so part of that is this, that we to live out our faith in community. All, you know, the, all the sociological research now in the Western world is showing us that we have never, ever before, it's unprecedented, we have never been as connected as we are right now because of our phones, because of uh, social media. We're, we have never been as connected, but at the same time, human beings have never been as lonely. I mean, we live together it crammed in cities. We're, we're on buses and trains and planes and we're in places like this and we're, we're constantly surrounded by people. We go on our social media feeds. We have hundreds of people who are connected to but at the same time, on a personal, on a real authentic level, we are lonely. And God created us for community. And part of the reason why he created the church wasn't so we go to a religious service and tick a box and stand up and sit down and do all these things. It's because life is better connected. Life is better with friends. Life is better when we're able to take uh, the struggles of our life, the joys of our life, and live them out with people in a meaningful and authentic way. And when God basically created the church. He wasn't, he didn't have, he, what he saw wasn't a religious institution, but a community of faith that would help people, that would become a family, that would be a beacon of hope to the world, and ultimately would be a place where people can belong. So every year, we got three cycles of groups. We do January to April, April to June, and September to December. And we offer three different types of groups. There's um, what we call uh, it kind of like interest groups, activity groups. These are like rugby groups or crafting groups or CrossFit groups or all sorts of groups. We have study groups, which are like Bible studies or book studies. And we have courses like the Alpha course and the Freedom in Christ course. Which you ha- if, you, if you haven't done either of those, let me recommend that you get on one of those as soon as possible. So two weeks ago, no, sorry, four weeks ago, we had Connect Group sign up. We were able to launch 40 plus groups this season, which is unprecedented, incredible. We had a total of 387 plus signups across both of our locations, and 221 of those were unique people. And you're thinking, I'm unique. Yes, you're an original. You are fresh. You are the one-on-one. You are it. But what it means is that obviously having 387 signups means some people signed up twice. So of the 387, 221 unique individuals said, I want to be connected in a group, living out life and faith with friends in a meaningful way. And as I hear the feedback from different people sharing what's happening in their groups, where it's a, a parenting group like I run with my wife, or it's a CrossFit group where people just carry heavy things and sweat together and suffer, the point is this, whatever people are doing, life is better connected. And we want every single person in our church, in our world, to be connected in some way. So the first thing we're celebrating is the amazing things that God is doing in our groups. The second thing is new people. Come on. If you're new here, yeah, you're very welcome. 
I want to say something really upfront and really clear. We don't do guests. Because a, the language of guests implies you're coming to visit us. We don't also call you visitors. We say you're new. Because every new person has the potential to belong to us. I make no mistake, I want to be very upfront. It is absolutely our express desire that you would belong to us. We want you to be part of this. There's no gimmick. There's no you know, uh, switch and bait. There's no, there's no trick in this. We want every single one of you to be part of this. Why, you ask? Because we believe in it. We believe in this. We believe that God is doing something new and he's changing our lives and he's changing our community. When you have something like that, you want people, right, to be part of it and to experience it. And so a huge part of what we do is we want to make our services and our church and everything that we do at Lighthouse accessible to people who are new, especially those, maybe right now in the room or watching online, who don't come from a background of faith, who are, who, uh, are skeptics or who are against church or faith because they've been hurt in the past. We recognize the pain and the journey and the stories that so many people come to our church with, but we want to help them come on, to find a place where they can belong. Since we relaunched our in-person gathering, so again, if you're new, we were shut down for a year and a half, no in-person gatherings, no church services, only online. And July 2021, just over eight months ago, we were able to relaunch in-person gatherings. And since that time, we had 595 new people come to our church in eight months. That's an average of 70 to 80 people every single month who are saying, I'll go check out your church. I may not agree with it. I may not join it. I may not even like it, but I'll come check it out. And we're so grateful to God that people are responding to the invitation to all of you who are making those invitations. And we really hope if you're watching online or in the room and you are new, that this is helpful to you. This is connecting. This is resonating with you because we want it to make a difference in your life. Now, this is really cool. What's even cooler is of those almost 600 new people, 211 people actually got connected with our church, everybody. Come on. They filled out Next Steps cards, spoke to our Next Steps team. They're like, hey, I want to find out more. I want to figure out what it means to be part of this faith community. And from that then, probably the most important number is 42 plus people made a decision, come on, to follow Jesus as a result of coming to our church and being connected. You're going to see one story today that we're going to highlight at the end of this talk. This is massive. I can remember 12, 13 years ago when we started our first location in Navin. And I remember thinking, man, if one person came to faith a year, I would be so grateful, God. There, was, there were years in the beginning of our church where our average was like a third of a person. Because it's like one person over three years. And when we started our church, nobody wanted to come to our church. Not even me. And I was in charge of it. Which is part of the reason why we changed it. We adapted. We thought, man, this is not working. We need to figure out a way that we can connect with the people of this great land called 
Ireland. To be in a place, even, even coming out of a pandemic, where let's be honest, from July up until January, a lot of people were still apprehensive, right? Still afraid, still unsure. I mean, it's only four weeks ago, guys, that we had face masks and we had, you know, uh, COVID, whatever those things were called, passes. Like, it's only a month ago that we were in that world. It seems so far away, doesn't it, today, to think about these things. So to have this kind of uh, effect, this kind of response is absolutely incredible. I can't even begin to imagine as to what God is going to do next over the next 12 months. And what all this leads to is life change, that we want to inspire the extraordinary. That starts with people making a profession of faith. Paddy Maloney is one guy who joined the pandemic, found us on Instagram, came to our church, got connected in a group, young guy, professional, working in the city, you know, had all these questions, found in this place, a family he could belong to. He wasn't judged or wasn't left out, wasn't cliquish. And in that space, found uh, uh, the safety to open up his heart to God, gave his life to Jesus, everybody, come on. Then decided to tell the world he was following Jesus by getting baptized last September, now serves in our Navin location. One of many people who've come to find faith in our church in the last eight Month. Another thing to celebrate is, of course, our winter wonderland experience. Come on. Making the hope of Christmas tangible. So here's some photos of our winter wonderland. You guys know it. We had so many people come through our winter wonderland. It was crazy. But seeing all the volunteers serve with so much joy, seeing the impact it made in people's lives, just giving them a cup of hot chocolate, just giving them a donut, like it really showed us that people are desperate for any kind of hope, any kind of kindness, any kind of gesture of of honest goodwill and we kept getting asked the question where can I pay for this what do you want where's the gimmick we're like hey we want you to know Jesus that's the truth hello there's no hidden agenda we're very upfront. we want every single one of you to know Jesus why because Jesus makes your life better and Jesus makes you better at life right there's no apologies for that but you know what if you never come to our church if you never fill an accepts card we don't mind because we love you anyway and we give out so much stuff it was incredible and again we're already planning winter wonderland 2022 it's gonna be bigger it's gonna be better and god's gonna bless a whole bunch of people shifting now outside ireland many of you are aware that we also have an international focus because the church shouldn't just be focused on where it is it we're called by god to have a, a prayerful focus on the nations and we adopted many years ago uh when the poorest parts of the world north eastern Brazil as a strategic place for us to do missions. And so, again, maybe you don't know this, I'll say it right now, 10% of everything that you give to us, we give away, okay? So as a church, we practice tithing. We take 10% that you give us and we give it away to various mission organizations here in Ireland and around the world. 2% of everything that you give goes to help uh, a project that we're partnered with in the nation of Brazil. Uh, and Pastor Ariel de Goyes, who leads that church there and has been a partner of ours for many, many years, they went through in the most difficult struggles of their time because not only were they battling COVID and all the, you know, imagine how bad it was here. I mean, how difficult it was in, in, that, in that part of the world with you know, poor health care, people didn't have access to the medicines and the ventilators they needed. But on top of that, they also had one of the most unprecedented flash 
flooding seasons of their history, which meant hundreds of thousands, I'll say it again, hundreds of thousands of people lost everything. And there's no social welfare. There's no the government will pay for your rent and buy you a fridge. When you lose something in a nation like Brazil, it's gone forever. And overnight people who spent most of their adult life working to accumulate basic things to give their kids a future, it was taken away from them. But the church was there to step in and lend a helping hand. Watch a quick video that Ariel sent us last week. Hey Lighthouse, uh, so happy to be here sharing with you what God is doing here uh, in Brazil, in Itabuna. And first of all, I just, wanna, I just hope you guys are well. I just hope uh, God is blessing you. I know He is. I know uh, he's, our God is amazing and He deserves all the glory. So guys, I just want to share uh, a little bit of what, is, what God is doing during these years or this last year. Uh, at the end of the year, we got uh, a lot of new people at church, so we're getting new people serving, uh, new people sharing the gospel, uh, so we're getting like you know, new people serving the ministries of the church, so we, we praise God and, and we just want to share this with you. Praise God with us, like, the church is growing, more people are knowing Jesus and, and getting to, to know Him uh, more and more and being uh, his disciple, you know, so we praise God for that. Uh, we also praise God for the opportunities that He's giving us. Even though I shared uh, a few weeks ago a video telling a little bit about uh, how our town was flooded and how many people suffered with that, but even though through this suffering, God has been blessed us. So we're being able to share the gospel to these people and, and reach out to many people that we, we wouldn't be able to share the gospel or reach out. And so we praise God that the gospel is getting to these people, these houses, and uh, hope in Jesus Christ is getting to, to their hearts, you know. So praise God with us with that, okay? So guys, uh, I want to thank you so much. I have this word here that I want to share with you. Uh, it's in... Uh, Philippians 1, uh, Paul says, I thank my God every time I remember you in all my prayers for you all. I always pray with joy because of your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now. You know, uh, I'm so grateful to God for your partnership. I'm so grateful to God that we are the same family. Even though we are in Brazil, we're the same family in Christ and, and we walk together and we praise God for that. We praise God for your prayers. We praise God for, for all the help uh, in, in any, uh, any ways that you guys are helping us uh, financially. And, and so we praise God for you guys, for the time that you guys came to, to Brazil. So we just pray God's blessing upon you. And we are so happy and so grateful to God for your lives. So God bless you all. Isn't that amazing? Come on, it's one more time for Pastor Aaron team Brazil. Love those guys doing a great job. And, uh, you know, just following Instagram, just seeing the, the nature of the crowd. Literally, I was there a few years ago. We sent a missions team there. And I was in their shopping center, a lot like this one here. And I got photos a few weeks ago of the shopping center completely covered in water. 
Like the whole city was flooded and people losing everything and the church would respond practically bringing beds and mattresses and cookers and fridges, whenever they could get their hands on uh, to bless people. And some of you have asked me, when are we going to send a team back to Brazil, right? I want to be part of a short-term missions team, uh, and we're aiming at August 2023 to be able to safely send a team back to the nation of Brazil to spend 10 days on the ground working with the people there. One of my favorite posts, uh, Pastor Ariel posted yesterday, uh, this is uh, it's the truck arriving with, with uh, mattresses and beds and the people just overwhelmed with, with just the, the kindness of the church. And he, uh, he said here in Portuguese, he said, basically, living with hope in God never fails. And he said, these are not tears of sadness, but these are tears of joy. These people have spent the last month crying with sadness as they watched their entire lives being washed away until the church showed up in their town to bring hope. And now they're crying, but crying with tears of joy. And you may not even know this, but you have a small part in what God is doing in that part of the world because your giving goes places that you cannot go and makes a difference in a way that you cannot make. So can you pray for them? And if you're on social media, follow uh, Pastor Ariel Pastor at ariel.goys. The last thing we'll celebrate, of course, is... Uh, our, our, our partnership with the amazing ministry, Compassion. So part of our missions, our giving to the nations, our helping the poor globally, is we work with this incredible organization called Compassion who rescue children from poverty. What they do is they go into different nations of the world and they take these kids who are in abject poverty and through sponsorship programs, feed them, clothe them and guarantee basic health care and an education. And would you believe that the, the various families in Lighthouse Church support over 80 plus children, come on, 80 plus children are, have been rescued from poverty through the uh, generosity of our church. And what we do is what we used to do uh, before COVID was every year we would have a Compassion Sunday where we'd invite the local rep in to tell stories, to share what's happening, and to invite you to join them. We don't get involved. We don't, we don't, Lighthouse Church doesn't pay Compassion money. You have the opportunity to sponsor through this amazing organization directly. Me and my wife, we sponsor three kids. Our commitment was for every child that we have, we'll rescue one from poverty. Well, how many know this coming May, we got to get ourselves a fourth compassion child, everybody, because we keep multiplying. I don't know if it's the compassion kids who are praying over there for us to have more kids. I don't know what it is, uh, but they're praying. So Compassion Sunday is going to happen in May this year, 2022. I don't have the exact date because it's, it's going to be one Sunday in our Navin location, the next Sunday in our Dublin location, but on one Sunday in May, we're going to have the opportunity to sponsor some kids. And listen to this, for 30 euro a month, thir- that's, like, that's like four lattes. That's like two Chinese for 30 euro a month. You may not be a world changer or a revolutionary or someone great, but for 30 euro you can change someone's life forever by rescuing them from poverty. So more to come in May. Okay, moving on. So things to celebrate. So many things we're grateful for. So many things we want to celebrate. Shifting gear. Let's talk about some things that we want to contemplate, some things I want to flow out there, some things I want to give you to ponder, to meditate on, to be thinking of, to hold in the back of your mind. The first and foremost one, this wasn't on the cards 10 days ago, but of course it's right at the very top now, is the nation of Ukraine. 
okay? Because as a church, we cannot stand by and watch this injustice unfold of human beings being slaughtered, of an independent nation being invaded, of the kind of injustice happening right before our eyes on social media. Never before have we been able to watch a a lifetime war on our handheld devices. It's incredible. And we need to pray for peace and justice to prevail, not only in the nation of Ukraine, but also in the nation of Russia. Because we have many friends in both nations. I have a friend who's a pastor in Russia, and he was supposed to be here in February visiting us but wasn't allowed to leave because of restrictions before the war began. I also have friends who are pastors in Ukraine. One of those friends, the second day of the war, sent me a video. He was standing outside his church building and rockets, Russian rockets, were flying over his head and bombarding his home city. We need to pray as a church because even though we may not have political power or military power, we have the power of prayer. And God hears and God answers the prayers of his people. And the situation isn't, this is a thing like, I mean, sometimes here we we feel disconnected. We feel like, oh, it's another conflict. It's, It's not really that important. We know people. For example, this is one of my dad's good friends who's a pastor. Uh, He's a pastor in the Ukraine. This is him right here holding a rifle. How many know when pastors have to hold rifles, things are not good in your country? When men have to give up, men who weren't war-craving people have to, have to take up arms because they're fighting for their very existence. This is no joke. Another pastor, a friend of ours in Ukraine, this is his wife taking their daughter to school the other morning. This is their school run, people. His wife is carrying a loaded AK-47 because she is fighting for the freedom of her children. It is absolutely shocking what is happening. And for those of you who are interested in history, the last time a country was annexed in Europe, it began, started World War II. We do not want another world war. We do not want to see this thing escalate into the killing of hundreds of thousands and millions of people. We need to pray for the people of Ukraine. We can't go. We can't stop. We don't have the power, the might, or the political uh, weight to be able to change minds. What we can do is pray to the God of heaven. For it says in his word, the hearts of kings are in his hand. And Vladimir, President Putin may think that he is, he is in control of Russia. Russia belongs to God. The Ukraine belongs to God. These people who are dying belong to God. And we as the church cannot sit back, sipping our frappuccinos, watching other human beings lose their life in an unfair and unjust way. We have to pray. I want to encourage you. I don't have time to get into all I want to say, but I want to encourage you. Research this. Find, find credible news sources that are reporting it. Follow them. Use, use what's coming out in the news to pray. Pray for justice. Pray for peace. Pray for wisdom for all the leaders involved. And pray for this thing to come to a swift end in Jesus' name. Amen. We will continue to monitor the situation there. And if, if any opportunity presents itself to help uh, the people of Ukraine, then we will be active in helping them. Okay. 
from some bad news to some good news. Many of you have been around this church for long enough to know that we are a church that has a vision to plant many churches because we believe that every community in Ireland deserves to have a number, not just one, a number of local churches that, are, that act as centers of hope and faith and life that can connect people to God in a meaningful way. It's what led us uh, four years ago from our first location in Navin to plant this location here in Dublin. Today is a very historic day for our church because today I can officially announce that we're going to launch church plant number three, everybody. Come on. We believe God's vision for us is that we're going to launch many, many churches all over Ireland and all over Europe. God has put cities in our heart in Europe that one day we will launch a lighthouse church for his glory. But you know what? In our own home soil here in the nation of Ireland, there's so much need. And I'll be honest, I had hoped to be able to tell you where we're going to launch. But because how we do things, we like to honor people wherever we go, one of our commitments has always been that the first people who will hear about where we're going to launch our church are the pastors and leaders who have served in that location for many years before we got here. Long before anyone even knew we would launch Lighthouse Dublin here in Blanchardstown, I met with as many pastors who would like to meet with me and told them about what God had put in our heart to come here, not to compete with you or show you or beat you, but to lock arms with you and serve with you in this community because there's no competition in the church. There is one enemy. There is one one devil, his name is Satan. We're against him for God and for people. And we are for the local church everywhere. And so we honored those original leaders and we asked for their blessing as we came into this community. And so I hope to be able to meet the leaders in the community that we're going to, to do the same, but I wasn't able to. And therefore, I can't announce today where it's going to be. But what I can say is this, when it comes to the location, we have it confirmed. When it comes to our team leaders, we have them confirmed. And when it comes to the date, we also have that confirmed. I'm part of, yeah, come on. And part of my trip last week was to begin the fundraising to make all this possible. So I can give you one little sneaky bit of information that maybe you're wanting to know, and that is the date. How many like to know when we're launching Lighthouse Church number three, everybody? Come on. One person. Okay, we're not going to tell you. We're skipping along. Sorry. That wasn't, there wasn't enough hunger in the room, people. I mean, how many want to know when we're launching Lighthouse Church number three? Well, let me tell you. March 2023, everybody, we are launching Lighthouse Church number three. And over the coming weeks and months, we will fill you with more information as to where it is, how you can be part. And if you feel called by God to go, hey, we'll send you. There's a team already setting up to move out, to move up to that area, to be a blessing there, and to reach the people of that area for the glory of God. So contemplate with us, will you, this next step. Because we want to do it prayerfully, and we want to do it properly. Prayerfully and properly. And as we do it prayerfully and properly, we believe that God's power will be made available to us to make a difference in that location. But our church is moving, despite all the opposition and all the obstacles and all the things that go wrong, our church is moving forward to the glory of God. Amen? Okay, things we celebrate, things we contemplate, 
third and finally, things we want to concentrate on moving forward. Well, the first one is this, of course, is Easter 2022. We're only a few weeks away from Easter, Sunday the 17th of April. I'm asking every one of you to put that date in your diary. I'm asking every one of you to make sure to be here. We are going to be in the sense on Easter Sunday. Everybody come on. Yeah, come on. And I want you to consider inviting everyone you know to come, not just hear about the resurrection or celebrate the resurrection, but to experience the resurrection in their lives. So we're very excited for Easter. Many, many cool things planned there. This coming Sunday, we launch a brand new series called Witness. So as we build up to Easter, we're going to spend a couple of weeks basically doing a series on the book of Acts, everybody. We're going to spend a few weeks going to the book of Acts and asking the question, what does it mean to be a witness? People are confused. Uh, should I evangelize? Am I an evangelist? You know, I, I struggle to share my faith. We want to make it very helpful for us to be able to share our faith in a non uh, you know, condemning, non-aggressive, really cool way. We're going to spend a couple weeks talking about the gospel and action witness starting next Sunday. Another thing we're focusing on, of course, is our groups. I've already mentioned it, but for the next few weeks, I want to really encourage you, if you're in a group, stay strong. Don't drop out. Whatever your excuse is, excuse your excuse. Because this is all, it's always the second half of the season that's the toughest. We always start well, but we struggle to finish. Let's finish this season strong. Let's Get connected and stay connected. And if you're not connected, please, 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 after Easter, as we do our kind of summer term of groups, 10 weeks is all it is, please consider getting connected with a group, which leads me, of course, into the summer, everybody. Summer is coming, yes, to Ireland. And summer is coming to Lighthouse. A couple of just flash things that we're doing. Number one, we are bringing back our kids' fun week, everybody. So if you're a kid or have a kid or want to be a kid or wish you were a kid, we got a kids fun week coming up. The dates for that are going to be the 4th to the 8th of July. 35 euro per child for five days. You, you, you look at, you ask me, that's just called good value for babysitting. You know what I'm saying? Like you're handing your kids off for five days for 35 euro people. Come on. And it's going to be amazing. Uh, and there's more. So I said the Kids Fun Week are there. We also have Pulse Fest, which is our youth uh, festival happening at the end of July. And we're also going to do two picnics in the park. Uh, we used to do this all the time before lockdown. We're bringing them back this, this, uh, this summer. Um, we had all sorts of fun and games. Uh, you may not notice about me, but I, have, I am the reigning cornhole toss champion in Lighthouse Church. Uh, won it outright. And uh, I will be defending my title uh, at our uh, picnic, and you're all welcome to come try beat me, but you won't. I've been practicing for the last two years, guys, nonstop. This is my moment to shine. You with me? So, so, so joking aside, picking in the park is a great time to connect, meet people. It's really easy going. It usually happens over in Millennium Park beside McDonald's. And those, dates for those are the 12th of June and the 7th of uh, August. And lastly, the last thing to concentrate on is, of course, giving. Because none of this is possible without you. There is no us without you. If it wasn't for your generosity, and I want to say this, especially to those of you who are faithful through the pandemic, thank you so much. I really mean it. Because I know it's, that when, you're, you're, when we're threatened financially, the, first, the easiest thing to cut are all the money we give away to different organizations. 
It's the hardest thing not to cut, but for so many of you, you didn't. You kept up your giving, you were faithful lives, which meant that we didn't have to stay in the government subsidy. We were able to survive through lockdown. We were able to come back strong. Our cash flow right now is good. And we're able to keep doing all this amazing outreach, helping people, blessing people, serving people because of your giving. And I want to encourage you as we move forward, there's been many, many more opportunities to sow in and partner with us as we continue this great mission of helping people connect with Jesus. So thank you so much for your giving. In conclusion then, as we wrap up and Marlene gives us the peace sign, the word for the year, something to hold on to for 20, something to look forward to in 2022 is God is doing a? God is doing a? And the key to it is to? The key to it is to, come on, do you see it? Where's your key? Hold your key. Let me see it nice in there. We have your key in the air. It's it. Yeah. Jingle those keys. The key to it is to see it. Final scripture, and we're going to pray. In Isaiah 22, 22, it says this. It says, I will place on his shoulder the key to the house of David. What he opens, no one can shut. And what he shuts, no one can open. You know, what this is kind of saying is that when God opens a door for you, no man can shut it. No circumstance, no recession, no pen, nothing can shut what God has opened. But at the same time, if God shuts it, no one can open it. As we finish our, as we bring this Vision Sunday to a conclusion, I want to ask you a question. What is God saying to you right now? What is, what is it that He sees over your life that He has already given you the key to? And as you go home and you place this key on a, I don't know, a dresser or in your bathroom or hanging in your car, somewhere you can see it, let it be a reminder that God is doing a new thing in your life. And once you see it, the promise is he will give you the key to it. And what he opens, no man can shut. And what he shuts, no one can open. When God is your provider, when God is your protector, when God is, is the one who makes a way for you in the wilderness, nothing shall be impossible for you. As I look forward to the next six months and next year beyond in our church, I sense that God is doing something unprecedented. And there's so many ways that works out here locally and internationally, but it usually comes back to one thing. God gives us our gifts, our talents, our opportunities. He blesses us so we can be a blessing. When we hold on to our blessing for ourselves, it rots, it grows moldy, it goes off, it expires. But when we're constantly taking the blessing God gives us and sharing and giving away to others, it's always fresh and it's always new. And I'm praying that over the next few months, next few years, many, many people's lives will be transformed by the new thing that God is doing in our church. And to finish off this amazing vision talk and this vision Sunday, I want to share with you one story, one particular example of this. This, is, of course, is Kevin's story. Let's watch together. It was amazing. It was so, 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 so good. Um, yeah, I'm very, very happy with how it went um, on my end. Uh, my mix was weird with the earphone things. Still getting used to that, but apart from that, it was so good. I'm very, very happy. I feel like uh, I was talking to Lud after. I feel like I found my home. I found I found peace when I was playing there. No, there was no nerves. There's no anxiety whatsoever. It was just, just bliss, man. You know what I'm saying? It was just good. It was wholesome holistic vibrant you know all the all the good words <laughs> it was deadly
So my name is Kevin Maxwell, I'm 23, I'm part of the band at Lighthouse Dublin. Um, so a little bit about myself, I'm a guitar player, betrayed, that's what I do for a living. And I found that my work life is very crazy, gigging all night and kind of staying up late and constantly on the go like that. Um, if just any musicians watching, they'll, they'll kind of know how that feels. But I've always kind of felt with that kind of line of work that I've, I've felt kind of restless. Felt like I've always been looking for something else, kind of looking for peace in my life that I didn't really have kicking every weekend and staying up late and being out like that, you know? And I found being restless and being tired and not really knowing what purpose I had, it took a toll on me. And it brought me to the stage where I was, I was having breakfast one morning, sitting at the kitchen table after a late night of gigging and I was having breakfast with my phone in my hand. I was flicking through the Instagram reels and I came across this post of a guy in a Rolling Stones t-shirt and there was a band behind him. And it ended up being Pastor Jamie and the Lighthouse Band. I just thought it was pretty cool. So I ended up uh, following the page and DMing the page, looking for a location of where the place was, where the church was. And I went down the following Sunday, experienced the service, and I felt there was a vibe in the room that I, I'd never really felt before. And it felt right and it felt home. I didn't really know, know what it was at the time, but I knew there was something I liked about the place. Just a good energy. And um, then fast forward, I, I ended up becoming part of the team. Um, started going through rehearsals, playing in service. That led me to one time being in service and for the first time I really felt, felt at peace and I felt at home and I felt rested for the first time. And I, I didn't quite know what it was but I know now that that was the moment where, where I found Jesus and I found God and Jesus had come to me and had given me peace in my heart for the first time. And since then I've all the kind of feelings I've had before of being restless and being anxious and being kind of having having that kind of lost feeling. It's all gone. It was nearly overnight it, it, it had left since I kind of accepted Jesus and, and tried to live my life with him. And yeah, that that was that was the feeling for me. And all I can say is if you're watching the video and, and you felt the way I felt um, not long ago, it's only a couple of months ago. If you're feeling how I felt, feeling restless, tired, lost, um, why don't you consider uh, consider Jesus? Um, why don't you consider coming to the lighthouse and see what it's all about for yourself? That's Kevin's story, everybody. Come on, let's go for Kevin. And so, as we close, whether it's in the nation of Brazil, Ukraine, Russia, or here in Dublin 15, wherever, wherever God calls us to make a difference, it's all about that one person that God loves, that God has called, that God has a vision for, that God has a plan and purpose for. And for that one, we give. And for that one, we pray. And for that one, we go. And for that one we serve because every single one